welcome to the Conversations About Light podcast, a King's Cross podcast illuminating our desire to engage in lighthearted conversations that are grounded in scripture. Our hope is that through these conversations, our community will be encouraged and grow in their curiosity about light. Hello, hello. G'day, g'day. G'day, g'day, g'day. How are you doing this morning? <laughs> doing well, doing well. Doing well? I'm sure you recognise the voices. It's uh, Jib and Josh joined with myself, Caleb. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> How are we on this fine morning? Glad to be having another one of these conversations. That The more we have them, the more I think that... Um, if for whatever reason we stop the podcast, we need to keep having the conversations because yeah. I love it. We can, we can still yeah. carry on doing it over a cup of coffee. Right. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. I think my fear um, has always been in these conversations um, that we would just be adding noise uh, yeah. into the plethora of voices out there. But I think the beauty, what I've found, um, and as we've been doing it, is like it's helpful to have conversations, right? Yeah. And that's sort of what we're trying to engage in and encourage the community of King's Crosses to take these conversations further with okay. yeah. the community. Yeah, um, very good. So I've I've found them beneficial and helpful and yeah, so thanks. Yeah, guys. likewise they've been great. Yeah, me too. Cool. So before we jump into today's text and um, topic the question, whoa, sorry about that. The question I have for for you gentlemen, and maybe we can start with Josh. I'll just oh. put you under a bit of pressure. Is what's a weird fact that you know? <laughs> I don't know facts. <laughs> <laughs> you seem like oh. the type of guy who ha- knows facts. Oh, oh, that's a terrible question, Caleb. <laughs> uh. <laughs> If you want to handball... Rescue me, Jim, if you can, because I'm struggling. I've got a weird one. Oh, Um, praise God. Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay, so you know know how um, plants can be bred, fruits and vegetables can be bred to have certain characteristics, like you have, you know, uh, seedless watermelons because they've got watermelons that have very few seeds and the fewest ones of those and so on and so forth. Anyway, so um, a lot of plants, a lot of vegetables that we eat are just different children of just mustard wild mustard so uh broccoli cauliflower cabbage uh broccolini is kind of an obvious one when you say broccoli um brussels sprouts like mustard seeds kale they're all wild mustard from very very long ago kale is like bread for leaf just the leaves and and brussels sprouts is kind of bread for big bulbs and and so on and so forth yeah. they're all from wild mustard and that's the best um oh. best point i've heard someone make for the case of evolution Jim. <laughs> <laughs> the case of the kale diet <laughs> yeah, yeah that's actually pretty amazing i didn't know that yeah wow oh. uh I, I still got nothing uh, i was so enthralled with jim's story that i, I, I think I, that i think we can just leave it uh, out there I'm that, very, that I'll is be a pretty amazing that. fact right that is an, that is an amazing fact Cool. Um, so we'll jump into today's reading. I think Josh will take us away. We're going to read 2 Corinthians 4 and from verse 7 to 18. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. 
We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke, we also believe and so we also speak knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light, momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. This is God's word. So good. The topic this week is... Uh, eternally human, and we're focusing on physical health. Yeah. Mm. So in light of the scripture that we've just read, maybe you can start us off, Jib. What, what are you noticing? Powerful, I think, seeing how Paul uh, can accept a wasting away body, um, mm. can accept what he calls momentary affliction. <laughs> and we know Paul's experience of affliction is actually quite... Um, a lot. He's, he's very much persecuted. He's been arrested how many times. He's been shipwrecked. He's been, um, I think, stoned and they thought they got him and they didn't. And, you know, like he's, he's gone through so much and he calls this momentary affliction uh, compared to the weight um, of glory beyond all comparison. Mm. He's pointing to the resurrection and our eternity with Jesus beyond that. So it's a beautiful way that we see the scales are weighed um, the scale of lifelong suffering could even be versus eternity with Jesus and see how much heavier that, is, that side of the scale is yeah. and how yeah, that dictates what we do with this life. Mm. Yeah. What's your thoughts, Josh? Uh, I like how he starts off. These are jars of clay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the reason is to glorify God. I find that fascinating that – the reason the in the vessel the vessel seems insufficient, right? It's like is to bring glory to God. Even the way he describes the affliction, it's like these afflictions are preparing something for us, an eternal glory. So there's this relationship between mm. the 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 state of the body, the the brokenness, and then the affliction of the body, and 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 he attaches it to a preparation and glory mm. and I think that's not normally the way we think of our bodies um, and so I, I really love that kind of how he links eternity right into the here and now like what what goes on in our body does matter and what we do with our bodies does matter yeah. because it's preparing something eternal mm. and even should that be something very difficult um, it still is like Jib said outweighed and adds weight to the glory I, I know the 
coming of Jesus is a glorious thing. The resurrection body is going to be a glorious thing. I'm fascinated by how the current body is linked to that because he seems very to be good. doing that. Yeah, it's like, well, you know, what's going on now? It's very painful, but it's growing glory. And it's amazing. Yeah, I find very that good. very amazing. I love that. Yeah, it's it's more than just weighing the scales. Weighing the scales yes. kind of like makes the decision obvious. Yes. And then he was, he's also speaking to the purpose in actually yeah. going living with these wasting away bodies yeah. to the glory of Jesus. So yeah. thanks for highlighting that, Josh. Mm. Mm. What's your um, thoughts on people struggling with physical ailments or just our, our bodies are wasting away? It's very clear. Paul recognises that in this, this scripture and death is a friend of every person. Um, so we can't, we can't escape that. How do we get alongside each other and be an encouragement uh, in people who are... They, they're struggling with this contention of their yeah. physical health. Yeah, I think we need both compassion and hope. And we have the reason for our hope in Jesus, which is really, really um, clear in sort of like a, a logical level. But the compassion is really important as well. And we see that modeled by Jesus. And we know that God is love. And we know that we are called to you know, mourn alongside those who mourn. So that's really important in how we come to people is not just like here's the simple solution is that as long as you love Jesus, it's all going to be fine 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years from now, mm-hmm. rather to understand people's suffering and sit alongside people and love them well and communicate to them and show them that we love them and show them that we understand their suffering, even though we don't have the same experience of suffering, same experience of sickness as they do. Mm-hmm. We can also hopefully communicate that we are all experiencing brokenness Mm. and even those of us in the prime of our lives which is probably younger than all three of us here but (laughs) (laughs) definitely definitely (laughs) (laughs) um have declined to look forward to and so our hope cannot be in our physical bodies our Mm. hope cannot be in our good health praise god for everyone whether you're sick now or the peak of physical humanity right now Mm. Praise God that for everyone, our hope cannot actually be in our flesh of this life, yeah. but rather in Jesus, and he will give us perfect resurrected flesh. Yeah. A weird way to put that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. very cool. It is, it is a whole one because I think, you know, Paul describes this, he says, so death is at work in us. This kind of makes a definitive statement, you know. And then he equally makes a definitive statement about life, but there's also life is in us. It's not he's not yeah. wondering about these two things. Mm. He's saying they're both happening, and so that is, uh, you know, that struggle will affect everyone. And and it's uh, I think one of the one of the dangers is we f- we think we are unique in that that we go oh, my physical struggle that is somehow um, just me, and it's like I've been short shortchanged or something that's a hard i think that's the hardest part of struggling you know sometimes the way in which we go through our struggles is just about as hard as the struggle itself if that makes any sense it's like um the way we approach so i think speaking to our struggles and our physical struggles we have to then let the gospel shape it and go well there yeah. is love god is good suffering and and struggle will come but um is there any hope in the gospel? And yes, <laughs> yes, there is. So I love what Jib's saying, like compassion and hope together. I think compassion tends to be acknowledged, 
tr- engaged with. We, we, we try to be compassionate and, and we do that to various degrees of success. I think hope is sometimes the trickier one to kind of speak to and hold out and uh, takes a little more courage to do that. And I don't mean that just for other people. I think even for our own hearts, like yeah. how does my heart find its hope? And, and that's the almost the first thing we lose in some of these circumstances where I love what Paul's kind of reminding these guys here. He's got like there's death is at work, but life is at work. Um, we're heading towards a beautiful um, grace that is eternal, which means there's grace now. You know, Like if God's got it sorted, it means – I'm going to get there, you know. If yeah. it, I'm, I'm, we, I won't, I won't not get there. Yeah, there's, there's, there's sufficient grace to get me there. I love what both of you guys are saying, and what you said, Jib, as well, is like holding on. We have a hope in Jesus. It, it reminded me of um, there's two great thinkers. Um, one's Frederick Nietzsche, um, and then another is Dallas Willard, and they have completely opposite last words as they died oh okay so Nietzsche um his last words before he died were mother I'm stupid (laughs) so he if you know the story of Nietzsche he um Mm. went into like this really depressive psychotic state and um that led to his decline and um those were his final words he has this great thinker and he said, mother, I am, di- uh, I am stupid. And he didn't believe that there's any purpose to life or any hope. Um, and then Dallas Willard, um, his final words where he's suffering, I believe, um, like an excruciating form of cancer. Um, and his, his final words were, thank you. Like, wow. He was so looking forward to entering into the presence of God. Um, I think he even refused uh, medicate, like pain medication because he had philosophies around how that um, sort of a person, when they're entering into the final state, they may not realise for a time that they're in heaven wow. or, or not. So he, he is just like, no, I don't want that. Wow. He wants to experience it, not not advocating for that at all. Sure. But his final words were thank you because he had a hope. Yeah. And so maybe from that, how how do we bring that resurrection hope of life after death to those around us? I mean, Paul, how he lands this text, he says, you know, we look not to the things that are seen, but towards the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient. Is they, you know, they're brief, you know, burp in eternity, I think is yeah. the expression I've heard before. <laughs> um, just, But we look to see the things that are unseen for these are what is eternal. That, and I think that kind of describes Dallas Willard, you know, his, his eternal perspective. Mm. How does it relate to the body? And, and, and so one, one is to look uh, to the eternal. Um, I think at the same time, there's a, the, the description that Paul's giving here is like, I'm just pouring my body out. I think he says that in, in Timothy's and was like, yeah. I'm being poured out like a drink offering. Mm. This is feels, you know, all this pain, all this, it just feels like it's just being poured out, which is a loss in a sense. It's like, oh, it's just gone. You know? yeah. But yet he's jealous to honor it in a sense. And I think that's kind of a way of approaching these things. Like how do we honor God with our bodies? And Paul says that in Corinthians as well. Like how do we honor? So I think finding, one is is what we've described, looking at the eternal perspective but 
in the here and now, it's there's also a way in which we go, God, I want to uh, honor you. So we're not saying, oh, the body is just wasting away. Therefore, don't don't worry too much. Just yeah. let it burn <laughs> out, you know, as quick as possible, or do whatever you want with your body. The the point is more that um, it it's something we do get to pour out. It is like a worship to God in a sense. Yeah, and uh, no matter how, what is the struggle? Yes, there's an eternal hope and joy right now. How am I worshiping God through this? And that that is something beautiful and glorious. And and I think I've seen that. I mean, like listening to that story of Dallas Willow, that's like, it just sounds like I can feel the worship happening. It's like my heart starts to sing. Yeah. And that's, I guess that's the hope is that we would in the here and now, Worship God, even in our in our our struggle in our bodies. You know, use it to honor God, not to just sort of roll, just in a sense be pessimistic and just. And the only way that comes is, is through the hope in Jesus. You know, mm. if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, and I hope that sounds exciting to people. Mm. Uh, in a sense, not that we have this obligation. I guess we have, we have finite resources with which to glorify God and build up the kingdom in this life, and it's not to put that pressure on us that like, oh, you have to, you must spend every cent to optimally glorify God. You know, by cent, I mean of, of all your finite resources in the world, including your physical strength and health. Uh, rather, an exciting opportunity, a, a beautiful invitation to participate with God in what he made you for, what he made us for, to glorify Jesus to build up his kingdom, to invite more and more people into his grace. Mm. That's a wonderful thing. And so we can be depleted as an offering to God, praise God, mm. um, not to – and whatever else we deplete ourselves toward, ourselves towards is going to be maybe an offering to those things or an offering to some other de- desires. But to see it as a beautiful offering towards God I think can be an exciting thing. And I love seeing how Paul models it and writes on it and speaks on it so beautifully. Mm. Yeah, very cool. Do you have a... No, I don't uh, have a thought. Okay. <laughs> I just thought thanks, you... thanks for the trust and, <laughs> and the belief that I have. <laughs> um, yeah, so just in closing, what mm. is something that we can take uh, into this week as an encouragement to ourselves or to those around us? I might go back to the opening line of this text where Paul says... This treasure is in a jar of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. What a what a beautiful thing to say, God, this belongs to you. Uh, even my body belongs to you. I want to use it to find you. It might be a jar of clay. It might be, as in my case, a more broken jar than other jars. <laughs> and whatever your state is, the, the purpose is not the vessel. The purpose is the glory of God. And so I would say, maybe the question could be, you have a jar of clay. How could you display um, that the glory and the power is from God, that it's glorious because of Him. It's glorious because He deserves the glory. And how could you engage with that, um, remember that, worship through your body and your circumstance? Beautiful. That's really practical. I love that. I just want to add to it that um, just an encouragement that our weakness, our suffering, our sickness are not standing in op- in opposition to the purpose for which we're created. It's not standing in opposition to God's glory and the growing of His kingdom. 
I'll just give you from, from 2 Corinthians 12. Um, Paul quotes Jesus saying to him, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness.